the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, a very blessed morning to you. We are glad to come your way this morning and share God's word with you. I believe that those who make time to be part of this service are people who desire to succeed and excel in every area of their lives. And I'm glad to help you in that course. I'm excited to be a partner with you in your quest to succeed and to become all that God will have you become. Excel service, like you know, comes your way every Saturday from the hours of 7 a.m. to 7.45 a.m. And that is a moment where God shares with us biblical principles, proven time-tested principles from God's word that is able to equip you and empower you for all-round excellence and success in life. Like you know, those of you who have been part, and if you've not watched any of these episodes since I began, I would encourage you to go back to our Facebook page and then make sure that you watch all the others. That will help you to be able to get the context of what I've been teaching on. For the past three weeks, I've been teaching on what I've captioned gifted to succeed. And my text has been from Proverbs 18, 16. Proverbs 18, 16. The Bible says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. The ESV says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. And it's my prayer that as we go through this episode, your gift will be challenged, your gift will be refined, and then it will ultimately bring you to a place where you stand before significant people, men of renown, men of substance, men of great impact in the name of our Lord Jesus. Let's bow down our heads and have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our helper always. Thank you for utterance and clarity. Thank you for simplicity that it's granted me to teach your word. And thank you for understanding for every hearer watching now or me watching thereafter. I pray that the same grace will rest upon them. Revelation and understanding will come to them. And thank you, Lord, that your quest to succeed becomes a reality in every area of their lives in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, so we're looking at your gift making way for you. A man's gift making a way for him and bringing him before great men. In other words, everybody on the planet has capacity to make a way for yourself because everybody is gifted. There is no man on the planet who is not gifted. All of us were wired with diverse gifts. And when we learn to work from our area of dominant gift, we are better placed to succeed and become all that God will have us become. That's why knowing your gift and then working with your gift is very, very critical in order for you to succeed and be all that God will have you become. Now, in the earlier 
sessions, we looked at the need to recognize your gift. If you are going to be able to excel through your gift, the first thing we said you need to be able to do is to recognize your gift. If you don't recognize your gift, you will even know that you have it in the first place. So the ability to discover your gift is critical. If you are going to develop your gift, you need to first of all recognize it. And then number two, which we began uh, last week, is the fact that you need to refine your gift. Refine your gift. You can type in the comment box, refine your gift. You need to refine your gift. And we read from 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16, I think it's, it's worthy of reading again. 1 Samuel 16, verse 14 to 21, the Bible said, Now the spirit had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, A tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let's find a good musician. Take note of a word. A good musician to play the harp wherever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play suiting music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, Find someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, One of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. And that's what we've been talking about, talented harp player. Not only that, take note, I like that word, not only that, he was a talented harp player, that was first. But not only that, he says he's a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He's also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to say, to Jesse, to say, send me your son, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread, and wineskin wine full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. All right, so last week we realized that David became an outstanding personality in his time. The Bible gives an account of David. He said, and David, having served his generation by the will of God, he rested with his fathers. David was a man of unusual usual is an uncommon character in the Bible. But one of the things that made David outstanding was David knew his gift and not only did David recognize his gift, but David refined his gift. Last week we touched on a few things. We said that it's very important that we refine our gift and we touched on a few reasons why this is crucial. Refining your gift, we said, increases its value. Your raw talent is great, but when we refine it, it increases its value. The Bible says in Proverbs 24 verse 4, 25 verse 4, he says, take the impurities out of silver and the artist can produce a thing of beauty. The CV says silver must be purified before it can be used to make something of value. And the Bible says again that your gift is like a precious stone and because it's a precious stone it needs to be refined. It needs to be refined. It needs to be refined. And that's why this teaching is coming your way. How you need to refine your gift and bring the greatest value God place in that gift. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says, there's this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of man. There's treasure in you. There's treasure in your gift and you need to work on that gift, refine it and bring the best out of your gift. So number one, when you refine your gift, it increases the value of your gift. Number two, when you refine your gift, it transforms it into a skill. Number three, refining your gift gives it a competitive advantage. We said that in a world where there is competition, your, your raw gift 
may not take you far. You need to refine it. So it gives it a competitive edge in life. Number four, we said refining your gift enhances its acceptability and marketability. And then of course, we said that refining your gift multiplies your opportunities in order to use your gift. Number six, we said multiplying your gift also multiplies, refining your gift, sorry, increases your streams of income. It multiplies your streams of income. How then do we refine our gift? We said number one, if you are going to refine your gift, you have to capture a global vision for your gift. How to refine your gift? To refine your gift, number one, you must capture a global vision for your gift. You must see your well, your, your gift impart your well. You must see your gift start local and go global. It's very important. Once you understand that your end is a well, I like what Jesus, the picture Jesus gave the early church. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You have to refine your gift so that your gift can move from Jerusalem, go to Judea, and go to the uttermost part of the earth. Some of us, our gifts are only local Our gift can only operate in a local setting. It cannot go so far. God wants your gift to go that far. And for your gift to go that far, you have to have the vision of your gift imparting your world on a global scale. And it takes vision to make that a reality. The Bible says, as far as your eyes can see, I will give you. If you can't see your gift go that far, you will not be motivated, you will not be energized, you will not see the need in order to work on the gift and bring it to a place where it can have that global attention. That's why you need a vision. Need a vision for your gift. Where do you see yourself function? How do you see your, on which platform do you see yourself manifest and express your gift? That is very important in the refinery process of your gift. Number two, you have to acquire the knowledge you need. Knowledge is important. One of the things that will make your gift valuable is knowledge. When you are well informed about your gift, about what makes a gift gel, what makes a gift stand out, and then the people who need your gift, all of these things help you. You need knowledge. The Bible says a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through common sense, good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. Precious riches and valuables. They can only be on earth through knowledge. Then number three, we want to continue today. Number three, if you are going to refine your gift, you have to give yourself to continue and tireless practice. Practice, they say, makes a person perfect. If you are going to perfect your gift and your gift is going to function at a cutting edge level, you need to constantly practice. Practice again. Practice in secrecy. Practice when nobody sees you. It's very critical that you learn to hone your gift by constant practice. If you are going to take your musical gift so far, you need to constantly practice. You have to listen to others. You have to learn to practice go through a lot of exercise, a lot of trainings. It's critical. There's no man who is performing at any serious level who is not committed to regular and 
consistent practice. It's critical that you give yourself to continuous practice. I believe David did not just was not just born a talented player, but he constantly practiced playing the harp. That was what made him a skillful player. The more you practice a thing, the greater your ability to refine, the quicker you are able to develop the skill. Skill is higher than the raw talent. And skill comes through continuous practice. Continuous practice increases your skill. It makes you excellent. I like what the Bible says in Psalm 44, Psalm 144, verse 1. It said, Praise the Lord, who is my rock. He trains my hands to war and gives my fingers skills for battle. He trains my hands to war and my, my fingers skill for battle. This was a psalm of David. Somebody said that champions are not made in the ring. They are made in secret and they are recognized in the ring. Champions are not made in the ring. Most of the time when somebody becomes a champion, he is celebrated in the ring. When he goes for a competitive game and he wins, everybody celebrates him. But what most people don't know is the number of hours they invested perfecting their craft, honing their skill, and becoming better in secret. And most of the time, practice is usually done in secret. And that is why most people sometimes, because there, there's nobody to motivate you. Imagine David at, at the backside of a desert, learning how to shoot, learning how to kill. That's how when the opportunity came and he met Goliath, all of a sudden David exploded to a, a national status. He became a national icon, the one who brought Goliath down. But they didn't know that before David fought Goliath, he had practiced with a lion, he had practiced with a bear, he had practiced on several, several times with the sling and with the stone. So he had gained his skill. He had mastered his craft. And if you are going to master your craft, you need to give yourself to continuous and tireless practice. Do it again. Do it and fail. Do it again. Do it sometimes getting feedback from people. But constantly give yourself to continuous and constant practice. You will excel in the name of our Lord Jesus. Number four, be, by being humble. If you are going to refine your gift, you refine your gift by being humble to receive and work with others honest feedback about your gift from your mentors and trainers. There are people who are not very good when it comes to receiving honest feedback. They always want to be told what they like to hear. And sometimes it's always exciting, you know, to hear what you like to hear. But you see, if you continue hearing the things you like to hear, you are not likely to be able to go forward because there are things you need to hear that may not excite your emotion, but they will help you. They will challenge you to rise above mediocrity into the realm of excellence. And that sometimes comes to us in ways and means we don't like. But even when it's presented in a way that is most difficult to receive, it takes humility to be able to receive it. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 31, it said, healthy correction. I like the word. Healthy correction is good. And if you accept it, you will be wise. Healthy correction is good. If you accept it, you'll be wise. So when people give us feedback about our gift, we need to learn to embrace it. We need to learn to embrace it is not easy to obtain correction, to receive correction. But if you want to go far and forward in life, you need it. They say it in account. The person who is charting a course in front does not know what is happening behind him. And so when people are able to provide you feedback, you have to thank, be grateful for the feedback and then 
pick up the lessons once we can trust their motives. Even when their motives are not good, you can still tap into their wisdom and advance your life. So you need you refine your gift by being humble to receive feedback, honest feedback that can help you search forward with your gift. Number five, by drawing continuous inspiration from, from top performance with similar gifts like yours. You know what? The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Your gift is unique, but what makes you your gift more unique is the uniqueness of your personality. You are unique. So if two people have, let's say, a singing gift, the uniqueness of their personality will be brought to bear when they are expressing their gift. And because you are not alone and you are not the only person who may have that kind of maybe a gift of singing, a gift of teaching, a gift of uh, doing business, you need to learn how to draw inspiration from others. There are people who have gone ahead of you. There are people who have excelled uh, using similar gifts like yours. And you can look up to them. You can watch their videos. You can listen to them. You can go to some of their live shows and learn from them because it's very critical. The Bible says that Jesus, when he taught, they said nobody taught like him. But you know, Jesus did not just become an excellent teacher overnight. Jesus, as a young boy, according to the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 46, the Bible said, and it came to pass after three days, he sat in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing and asking them questions. That was what translated. It was all part of his formation. When he stood up and it was time for him to teach, the Bible said nobody taught like him, for he teaches with authority. How did he come by that? By learning from those who were good. He learned from the feet of doctors. He learned from teachers of the law who knew how to communicate the law. So when the Spirit of God came upon Christ and he began to communicate, he had learned the skill of communication and then the Spirit of God also took over and he became an outstanding teacher. That's how it happens. You need to find someone who is skillful, much more skillful or has excelled in his gift, which is particularly in line with your area of operation and then learn from them. There are people who simply don't know how to learn from others. Listen, if you don't learn to learn from someone, nobody will ever learn from you. You have to know that until you have, you can refer to somebody, you never become a reference in life. Ask smart questions, watch videos, read biographies of people who have operated in a gift that is similar to yours and you're on your way to excelling with your gift and refining your gift to become an excellent gift. Number six is by setting personal targets for your gift, breaking them and setting new ones. Setting personal targets with your gift, breaking them and setting new ones. That is very very, very important. Maybe you are currently performing at a certain level that people feel. Almost everybody around you feels that you are good. You are on top of your game. And when you come to that point, you can easily uh, slide into mediocrity. So, you don't want to settle down. Even when everybody is okay with you, refuse to be okay with yourself. And one thing that can help you is when you set targets for yourself. Where do you, you know the vision you have for your gift. You know the platform on which you can say that I'm almost there. Have you reached that platform? As long as you have not reached that platform, you have to keep on setting new targets. Set new targets. Achieve them. Break them. And move on. I like what Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 12 to 14. 
thing. He said, I have not reached my goal. I'm not perfect. This was a man who had unusual revelations. Peter, who was with Christ, actually commended and spoke about him. He could see that this guy had unusual wisdom, but this man had a hunger in him that could not be quenched, a hunger in him that could not be satisfied. He had this quest for excellence that nothing could stop. He said, I have not reached my goal. What was the goal? It was a goal that was far greater than that which anybody around him could see or understand. It was a goal that was driving him. People could not understand the secret of his zeal and drive, but it was all motivated by a goal, a target he had set for himself. He said, I have not yet reached my goal. I'm not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me, so I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the price. My friends, I don't feel that I have already arrived. Without this target, breaking it and starting new one, you can easily think that you have arrived. You can easily think that you have arrived. Among your competitors, among your colleagues, you may seem to be outstanding, but you want to look at what is God's expectation of you also. Even when men are okay with you, what is God's ultimate expectation of you? That becomes a driving force. For He says, but I forget what is behind and I struggle for what is ahead. I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize that God offers because of what Christ has done. So you have to set new targets, break them, and then set new ones. Receive grace to set new targets. Success of yesterday is yesterday. Let it pass. Go ahead and reach to new heights. Number seven, by learning to celebrate. This is a follow-up to what I just shared with you. By learning to celebrate and reward yourself for master achievement in the development of your gift. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12, it said, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. The good news version says, when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed, but a wish come true fills you with joy. And the CEV version says, not getting what you want make you feel sick, but a wish that comes true is a life-giving tree. You must understand that though your dream is to reach the top most of. Anytime you are able to achieve a target, it calls for some minimal celebration. It's very important. A good celebration is good for the soul. It, it helps you. It motivates you for the, uh, the journey ahead. You don't have to always push your celebration into the future. Until I hit there, I'm not going to celebrate. You have to learn to celebrate along the journey. Learn to pause, reflect on what you have achieved and thank God for it and celebrate and reward yourself. That becomes a motivating factor. You have achieved your first goal. Thank God for it. Reward yourself for it and then look forward to the next goal because the more you look forward to your, your greatest dream and you, you don't seem to be achieving it, it can weigh you down. You can become motivated. You can become drained and it may look like you are not going anywhere with your life. But if you look at your life, you will see that you have made significant progress. You may not be where you actually want to be, but you are also not where you used to be and that calls for some significant celebration and that is very important if you are going to excel in your gift and refine your gift you have to learn to sometimes celebrate what you have achieved with your gift and then number eight by developing an excellent character in addition to your gift now it's important that we appreciate this that your gift is great but your character
character is even greater. The Bible talks about David, Psalm 78 verse 72. He says, And David shepherded them with integrity of heart and with skillful hands he led them. David was skillful, but beyond his skill was the integrity of his heart. Character is very, very critical. Your skill is great. It can open doors for you, but how long you will last in the door that your, your gift has opened for you is predicated on the quality of your character. If you look at the story of David, we are told, let's read it again. He says, call for someone who can play well. No doubt, David could play so well. And that was what brought him before Saul. But when he came before Saul, there were other things the Bible says we, we, we are told about him. He says, all right, Saul said, verse 17, find someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player, an unusual gifted guy. He could play and demons will flee. But look at this. Not only that, he's a brave warrior. These are other things that made David outstanding. He was a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. Good judgment. You can underline that. He has good judgment. He's a fine-looking young man, and the Lord was with him. Now, he says he has good judgment. That is character. He's prudent in speech. David was not somebody who had a loose mouth. Can you imagine serving a king who sometimes goes impressive episodes? And when it comes, all kinds of things were happening to him. I'm sure the Saul could say all kinds of things. And David being the closest to the king, he became his armor bearer. You remember? He was not just playing for him, but he became his armor bearer. In other words, anywhere he went, he was with him. And so imagine that some of the episodes come up and some of the things that uh, Saul possibly may be saying. If David is not a man who knows how to control his tongue, he will just pick them up and blow them out of proportion. And by the time you realize, people are news headlines are carrying it. Saul is mad. Saul behaves in a uh, uh, Saul has become King Saul is now a lunatic. All kinds of things, but not a single episode like that was ever registered about David. He had character. He had character. He had character. Your gift can take you so far, but your character will determine how long you will stay in that position. David was prudent in speech. He never, 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 never once did we hear of David pub publishing or publicizing any of the demonic experiences Saul went through. You have to learn to work on your character. Maybe the way you talk. Maybe the way you relate with people. Maybe the way you interact with people. Maybe your pride. If you learn to work on it, it will take you further. Doors have been closed to you. Your gift is okay. People want to identify. They want to celebrate your gift. But the way you carry yourself may be putting people off. That's critical. If you are going to refine your gift, all the things I've shared with you are critical. And much more is your character. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. That beginning from today, you will make intentional, and listen, 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 before I even close, you must understand that your gift will forever be a gift. The gift and the callings of God are without repentance. It's a gift. Nobody can take it away from you, but character is something that is not gifted. We are not gifted with. We develop it. We develop it. And thank God for the Holy Spirit that is living in you. The Holy Spirit helps you to develop the fruit of godly character, excellent character. How to deal with people. Go through the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, 21 all the way to 20, 22. You will see that it 
the fruit of the spirit is meekness, love, patience, joy. All of these things, when they begin to you add these things to your gift, I like what Peter says. He said, uh, add to your faith virtue. That's character. When character is added to your gift, there is nowhere and there is no door you cannot enter. It's my prayer that your gift, no door will ever be close to you because of a lack of excellent character. May the Lord grant you the wisdom, the grace, and the power to be able to develop godly character, an excellent character that will make your gift stand tall in the community of nations. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his countenance to always shine upon you, be gracious to you, and bless you. Thank you so much for being part of our broadcast today. Next week, we are going to continue with release and reward. We said that if you are going to get the most out of your gift, number one, you have to recognize your gift. Two, refine your gift, release, and then when you release your gift, you will be rewarded for it. God bless you, and we look forward to having you join us same time next week. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.